I couldn't believe that I was going to be having uh, both of my children in November. You couldn't have planned it any better if you tried. Yes, those early days were hard, having both children in you know, in the same month, having their birthdays in the same month, but uh, that was only because I was trying to do too much. But as it turns out, yes, my second baby was born um, towards the end of November and uh, this podcast today is all about his birth story and if you listen to the uh, birth story of my um, firstborn, my daughter, a couple of weeks ago, uh, they are nothing alike and they say that, that no two pregnancies are alike. So let's go to today's episode of Making It Like a Mother. Welcome to the Making It Like a Mother podcast. I'm your host, Anne Murphy, mother, wife, business coach, CEO and entrepreneur of my own businesses, one of which I've been running since 2009 from when my children were aged four and two. Let me help you on your journey to a successful and profitable online business while juggling home, family, business and you. Hello and welcome to another episode of Making It Like a Mother. Thanks for joining me again today. Well, today's episode is all about my second born, my baby boy's birth story and what a difference it is compared to my daughter's birth story. And like I said in the intro, you couldn't have planned it any better if you tried to have both children's birthdays in the same month. It's good now that they're older and it's just one month of the year that you get it over and done with but I swear in those um, early days I was trying to do too much trying to plan these extravagant themed birthday parties one on the 9th of November and one on the 25th of November so um, I just made too much work for myself but as it turns out now it's um, quite good November too was always a bit of a hard month right before Christmas so I was always trying to make it a special occasion I guess for them to separate it from Christmas but gosh it was a lot of work but that was my fault I only I didn't go with the flow and I just tried to do too much but we got there in the end so my I was just trying to remember how old my daughter might have been um, I think I may have mentioned in other podcasts about just how difficult I found it in the beginning with my daughter because I discovered I had postnatal depression. I wasn't getting any help from anybody. I thought I was going to be the perfect mum and be able to handle everything and I just didn't. So once I got some um, help from a social worker, regular visits to the house and learned how to um, manage things more by letting things go, things started to really work out. And it was such a wonderful time. I remember those first 12 months with my daughter and she may have been just over 12 months old and uh, I don't think I ever really had any morning sickness with any of my pregnancies so it was really just only a missed period I think that um, helped me realize that I was pregnant so that's what happened and because I had uh, four miscarriages prior to my daughter being born which I explained about in her birth story podcast a couple of weeks ago 
I just learnt that if I fell pregnant, I was just hoping for the best. I was hoping that it would stick and as it turned out, this pregnancy didn't stick again. So I had another miscarriage and just travelled along, um, did my own thing, was enjoying the time with my baby, enjoying life. And she may have been around about 15 months old by this stage, trying to work out the numbers. And I was pregnant again. So same thing, just play it day by day. Don't um, just wait and see what happens, I guess. And as it turned out, um, the baby was sticking. Um, the pregnancy was going ahead and everything was going along as normal. And by this stage, I was 42. So as you get older, you have more risk. So I was going for all the tests and everything seemed to be okay. And I had my first scan and I don't know why, being the eldest of three girls myself, I just always imagined that I'd have um, girls. And I'd never even really contemplated what would happen if I had a son. And not that it would make any difference to me whether I had a boy or a girl, but I think it was just because I had um, more experience, I guess, being a girl and being raised around um, other girls. So I went and had the scan and um, the sonographer said to me, would I like to know the sex of the baby? I said, yes, please, because we found out for my daughter. And she said, oh, it's a little boy. And I'll never, ever forget that moment. It was just like, not a moment of shock, horror, but a moment of complete and utter joy that I was going to be having a son. And I just, I was so overjoyed. I was so happy. And that was the moment, I guess, that the love story began between um, my son and I. And not saying I don't have a love story with my daughter, but there's just... Mothers of sons will know this. I don't know what it is, but there's just some something special about a mother and son relationship. So I continued on. I kept getting my scans and my tests. And I, I'm not a pessimist by um, any means, but having had so many difficulties with my daughter, um, like I say in her podcast, um, the one that I wrote, I spoke about of her birth story, I had gestational diabetes, I had placenta previa, I had uh, preeclampsia, um, I was hospitalised a couple of times and there was the possibility that she was going to come early. Well, I had none of that. I had absolutely nothing wrong with um, while I was carrying my son. It was just smooth sailing. Um, the time that I was having with my daughter was absolutely amazing. I thought, well, this is going to be really good having two children. My daughter was very much into art and crafts and um, playing with dolls and all those things that I, I loved doing. And um, it was it was just an amazing time. The pregnancy was going along really well. So he had a uh, birth date of the 19th of December. And I kind of thought, well, that, that would be all right. I would always try and make... Um, make Christmas special for him having a birthday so close to Christmas and actually while I think of it my husband's birthday is the 23rd of December and he knows what it's like but um, we always joke about how he only gets one present but I don't um, I always get him two 
So the 19th of December was his uh, due date. Now, I can remember this time in my life so vividly. I remember exactly what I was doing that day. I can remember it being November, towards the end of November. So it's the weather's starting to warm up. And when you're eight months pregnant, you know, you've... Um, I felt like he was a lot heavier. And, I, and they say that male babies carry a lot uh, you carry them a lot lower so I was feeling it a bit in my lower back and he was um, quite low but I felt really large like I just felt like I had a real um, waddle going on and my daughter and I would often just duck down to the um, shopping mall sometimes just to have a look around maybe get some craft supplies or a coloring book uh, just to have an outing not all the time but just occasionally but I had been saving all of her baby things uh, not the, not necessarily the pink things like I wanted him to have some nice blue things but I thought when he's a newborn it's not really going to make any difference so I kept a lot of the pink things and I thought I should really have some I didn't realize I didn't have any um, baby wraps the muslin baby wraps I only had all pink ones and I thought well to bring him home from hospital you know I'd like to have at least um, some male coloured baby wraps so my daughter and I made a special trip down to the shopping mall on the 25th of November 2006 (laughs) that's his birth date and it was so hot this particular day she was a good girl and we went into the shop and of course the shop was really busy Um, there was no uh, sticker on the item of baby wraps so I had to stand there and wait in what seemed like an un-air conditioned shop the the store was really really hot and I was waiting there for ages and I sort of had to sit down and felt a bit faint and they eventually came and I paid for the baby wraps and I said to my daughter let's go and have some lunch so we had KFC which wasn't the most ideal thing, but I thought um, that's what she liked. She liked the little chicken and chip pack, so we had that. And then I came home and my ex-husband, my husband at the time, rang and said that his uh, best friend was up from interstate and he'd be coming over for dinner that night. And I said, okay, should I cook something? And he said, oh, no, we'll just play it by ear. I think he wants to take us out for dinner. And I said, that's okay. So he came home and um, his mate said, look, if you don't want to go out, let's just get some pizzas in. I'll I'll pay for some pizzas. So he did that. So I went and um, bathed my daughter. She had her dinner and it was in the evening. We, um, I got her into bed. And when I was bathing her, I had this overwhelming feeling feeling of wanting to be sick like really nauseous overcome with this horrible feeling of just wanting to throw up I can't put it any any nicer can't put it a different different way so I said that to my ex-husband I said look I really do just have to have a lie down I put her to bed and with that see because I had an emergency I, I did have a booked cesarean for my daughter turned out to be an emergency cesarean one day or two days sooner because my my waters had 
broken. But with my son, um, I'd never experienced contractions. So I was laying down and I felt these really bad tight pains around my belly, which was obviously contractions, but I didn't realize it at the time what they were. And my ex-husband and his mate had ordered the pizzas and I said, okay, I'll get up and I'll have some, but I just have this, still having these waves of pain come around my belly and I said, I'm not really sure what this is. And I phoned the hospital and they said, oh, it sounds like contractions, you know, have some dinner and then see how you feel. So before I even had a piece of pizza in my hand, I said to my husband, oh, quick, can you grab a bucket or something? I'm going to be really sick. And from that moment on, that was probably around about 6 or 7 p.m. on, well, it was actually the 24th of November, beg your, no, 24th of November, so it was the evening before. Um from that moment on till about 7 a.m. the following morning I vomited and I vomited and I vomited and I vomited I vomited when I was under the um, anesthetic for the um, to have my son delivered I vomited on the in the car on the way to the hospital I vomited um, after he was born I just did not stop and I've never been so dehydrated and it was either, well, it wasn't the food, it wasn't the food, but I had obviously picked up some kind of germ in the shopping mall, whether it was the uh, unair-conditioned uh, store or from somebody else from holding a trolley or uh, the, the handles on the trolley, but I'd obviously picked up some horrible, horrible germ that made me so horribly ill, so... Here I was just vomiting so much. Sorry to make it sound so um, uh, graphic, but that's exactly what it was like. So a um, gynecologist, a uh, not a gynecologist, the other one, um, the specialist surgeon that delivers the babies, my mind's just gone blank, he um, came. And every, they had put the monitor on my belly to monitor his heart rate, my baby's heart rate, to just see how he was coping. And every time that I vomited, his heart rate dropped. And they monitored that for a little while. And then the doctor just said, no, he's got to come out. And it was probably around about um, 3 a.m. at this stage. So with that, they just wheeled me off into the operating theatre they had a um, emergency operating theatre staff organized within about half an hour and they must have all been sleeping but they all rushed to the hospital really quickly I had a catheter put in on the um, on the trolley as I was being wheeled in it with no anesthetic or pain relief whatsoever that was excruciating and had the um, spinal block put in for the cesarean and then it was around about 4 a.m. in the morning. There he was. I just couldn't believe it. I saw his little face and fell in love immediately. And I wished I wasn't as feeling as sick as I was because I think I would have enjoyed it more. But I really don't forget that, that moment that I saw him. And once I could get over the um, 
the vomiting part, I think I started to enjoy him more. But like I said, I got wheeled back to the um, ward. They kept him away from me for a little while because they didn't know if the germ could be passed on to him. And I was actually placed in quarantine. The nurses came in with um, masks and, and gloves on. And then when my ex-husband and daughter came up to see me, they weren't protected. So whatever it was, they finished up getting it. And my daughter had terrible, terrible vomiting with it, which I didn't have to worry about cleaning up. My ex-husband did. But um, I kind of feel like her fussy eating started from that moment. Uh, she's been a terrible fussy eater, but she had this violent, horrible um, vomiting bug the same as me and as as my ex-husband did as well. So that was okay. And um, once I started to feel a bit better, I could go into the um, uh, natal care ward and see my son. So he was three and a half weeks premature and he was still eight pound 11, which was still a, a, a decent size. But from having been born that little bit early he didn't have the sucking reflex to for me to breastfeed and I remember sitting there so many times just trying to get him to latch on until you know your nipples just absolutely feel like they're red raw and I was trying to do all in my power to get him to to latch on but he just couldn't manage it and I was um, sitting with him all day in the um, in the natal, um, natal ward of the hospital and eventually he was allowed to come into my room and that was probably about a week or so after he was born and then they said I could go home and I said oh good so we can go home but they said I had to leave him uh, just because they wanted to keep monitoring him being premature and I just I couldn't believe that I had to leave my baby at um, hospital that was just devastating so as it turned out, I um, hired one of those breast pumps and I would just pump, um, sit there like a, a cow in a dairy and just keep pumping all that breast milk out for him. And then my ex-husband would run that up to the hospital. I had heaps in the freezer ready for him. And after about another week or so, he eventually came home. And he was just... He was just an adorable little baby and um, so cute. And like I said in the beginning, there's just something about a mother-son relationship. But little did I know from that point on, um, I had the biggest shock to my system because I just didn't know what hit me. Where, where my daughter was such a um, gentle, quiet, calm, sensitive little girl. He was the complete opposite. He was just so boisterous. He couldn't even walk um, by the time he was about 15 months. But he could climb a table. He could climb the kitchen countertop. He was into everything. So just like chalk and cheese. And they say, when you hear people say, oh, it's a boy thing. Well, it definitely is. He was so boisterous. I tried taking him to playgroup, but he would just run around and, and throw things and just go wild. And the only thing that worked for me was to just go to the local park, let him run wild, and play with him on the swings. He wouldn't sit still long enough to play with cars or Lego. He didn't, 
didn't like crafting or drawing or doing anything and I tried all those things with him. But to cut a long story short, he is the most gentle, kind, caring young man that you could ever imagine. So completely polar opposite to how he was when he was a toddler. He is very quietly spoken. Um, the poor guy does have a little bit of a stutter. He, um, he developed it soon after I was divorced back in 2012. I'm not sure if that's directly related that because some people say that it's an anxiety thing or whether it had something to do with him not being able to latch on when he was a baby. I don't know. I'm not a doctor. I've had him to all the um, speech therapists and he, um, being 14 now, he or this week, he's a little bit hard to get any treatment or to do any, ex, um, any sort of uh, work on his speech. But hopefully he'll learn to live with it and learn to adjust. But all I can say is that um, there's never a dull moment and that's what life's all about. No two pregnancies are the same. I'll never forget how horribly ill I was at that time and I never thought that I could have so much to bring up. Uh, like I didn't even eat very much that day but I was so horribly, horribly ill. And he has um, been a light in my life, so very kind, so very caring thanks me all the time for all the things that I do for him. He's got a great bunch of friends and I think he's going to be a, a really um, terrific adult. So that's his birth story. Pretty uneventful for the nine months or the eight months but um, his actual delivery was a little bit touch and go there and I can remember having the heart monitor on him and every time I vomited his heart rate would drop and I would just kept vomiting all the time they gave me a needle to help me stop vomiting and I just couldn't stop so very very um, bad memories about that but it's definitely um, outweighed by the wonderful memory of seeing his face when he was born and how the last 14 years um, have tested me but tested me in a good way I suppose I've I've found that um going through those tough years of him being so boisterous and trying to manage two children at home really gave me a lot of strength and courage and patience and tolerance and like I've said before when in other podcasts that when you let things go go with the flow don't try to plan too much in those early days just try and um, follow the kids leads do things in between when they're napping and when they're um, playing, like you could be folding the laundry or you could be uh, prepping dinner. But uh, those days are so, so short because here I am celebrating his, my youngest child's 14th birthday and I swear those early days just feel like yesterday. So I highly encourage you to not worry so much about your house and your business in these early days, do what you can, go with the flow and enjoy the time because the time will definitely pass so quickly. So thank you very much for um, listening today. There's no more birth stories. I never fell pregnant again after that. No more miscarriages. 
very happy with the two children that I do have in my life and um, have enjoyed every single moment thus far and I look forward to seeing how they grow up. So thanks again for listening and I'll catch you again next week. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's podcast on making it like a mother. You know you can subscribe to uh, listen to every episode and never miss an episode by going to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts or your other favourite podcasting platform or head to the nlmurphy.com website and follow the link to the podcast and you'll find all the episodes there. Thank you.